New employees bring fresh ideas. They help your business grow and get some projects off your desk. But if you dump too much on them too soon, you set them up to fail and turn your employee orientation process from onboarding into waterboarding. How do you strike the right balance to help them hit the ground running? My next guest, human resource expert Cornelia Gamlin, has the answers. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Cornelia Gamlin likes to say she's been in human resources since God was a girl. She's the founder and president of GEMS Group LTD, a management consulting firm that offers human resources and business solutions. Prior to founding the firm, she served in a senior HR role with a Fortune 500 IT services company that has a global presence. Besides her hands-on HR experience, Cornelia has also been an influencer to the HR and business community in a number of ways. She served on various national task forces to influence public policy and even testified before the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission three times. She supports other HR professionals through the Society of Human Resource Management, having served in a number of offices at the national level. She's also been an instructor at a number of colleges in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and is a prolific author of articles and white papers for professional industry publications, in addition to keeping up with her own weekly blog called Making People Matter and co-authoring two books, The Big Book of HR and The Essential Workplace Conflict Handbook. What a treat to have her on the show. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Cornelia. Thanks so much, Hannah. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. I can't wait to dive into this topic of new employee orientation because things look very different in this process depending on which side of the desk you're on. So let's talk about it in general terms for a moment. What are the key things that need to be accomplished during the overall orientation process besides filling out your tax withholding forms? Well, you know, there's a number of obviously tactical things that need to be done, you know, a lot of the administrative issues. HR certainly plays a role in trying to make sure that the employee um, gets all of their benefits um, in line with what they want, because that's very important, and that's an important piece of their compensation program. But in in addition to all of the, the HR administrative issues, you've got things like security issues and payroll issues and accounting issues, um, a lot of different things that, that an employee needs to know as they're beginning their, their employment with, with a new company. Also, you've got to keep in mind things like IT, if they, you know, is their computer set up, is their voicemail set up. Um, depending upon the role that somebody has in an organization, if they're going to be dealing with, with procurement and making purchases for the organization. So it's generally a lot of those details about how we do things in, in this company and, or, or in the organization. And, and it's important that the employee have access to the information so they know where to go for help. Now, having said all of that, the flip side of it is there's a lot of information that you've got to give to somebody, and if you try to pile it all on them on the first day, they're going to retain very little. 
so it, it would be good to you know to give them a broad overview and then perhaps point them to you know a place on the internet where they can find more of this information and and know who to contact when they need help and assistance with with a lot of these different administrative areas of the organization so that that's kind of the the basis for welcoming somebody in and and kind of walking them around your house if you will and saying this is where things are this this is where how we do things and this is where you can go if you've got any additional questions about these you know these different functional areas all good the thing is it's a lot to absorb sometimes in a very short period of time my experience as an employee for different organizations over the years, that process has been anything from one day to a few days to maybe a week because of scheduling with different members of a senior leadership team, you know, to get to know them and, and what their division departments do. Is that Absolutely. the right time frame to accomplish these items? Well, you know, there's a lot more that goes into it than, than just those items. You know, I, I think... I think you do need more than one day just to kind of take care of, of those basic administrative things. And, and the, the more important thing is, do, do the people know where to go to, to get some of the information? Obviously, in the very beginning, pe people are going to be a little bit anxious about things like all of my benefits, how do I get paid, who do I talk to, you know, about benefits or, or about payroll, um, you know, it, what are the security issues um, that are involved? And, and you know, and, and I think a lot of that can be accomplished in the first day or two to, to give the employee a little bit more of a comforting sense. But but th that's just really the very tactical pieces uh, of the employee orientation, or as I like to call it, the welcoming process. It it really begins back when an offer of employment is made. Um, and, and an awful letter generally is going to go out from, from the Human Resources Department, and, and, and it has to be very specific to, so the employee understands exactly what you know, the terms and conditions of, the uh, of their employment is going to be. But I think beyond that, it's important to get the manager involved much sooner in the process. You know, don't wait until the first day of employment. You know, what, once the manager's been informed that, that the offer's been accepted, that's the time for, for the manager to, to reach out to the employee, send them a, an email or even a handwritten note that welcomes them to the organization. So, so they become excited, you know, that they really feel like they are being welcomed into the organization. And, and, and it's during that period of time between the offer and when they actually come to work for you where the employee may still be in contact with other employers that, that they've been talking to, to you know, is particularly if they were doing a, an extensive job search. So you want to make sure you, you stand out and that, that the employee is not tempted to perhaps entertain another offer that, that may come along a day or a week later. So it it's important for the manager to make that connection right away. The other thing that a manager may want to think about is also having a member of the team reach out to the employee, you know, somebody who's going to be one of their peers. And a lot of organizations do like a peer mentoring or even a buddy system type of a process when they're bringing somebody new into the organization. 
this really goes a long way because it makes the employee feel like, you know, not just as the, not just the managers excited about having them come to work, but the rest of the members are, on the team are excited. And if they haven't met any of the team members during the the interview process, this is going to be really important for them. So, you know, when they show up the first day, there's somebody else that that they know there, um, you know, not not just their manager. There's somebody else who who they can go to with questions and, and that they, they kind of, you know, they begin to, to build some camaraderie w- with some of the other folks on their team. So if, if, if you can put things like that in place, it really says a lot about the company and about the company's culture and really does make for a very, very good welcoming process for that new employee. That's interesting because you're definitely gone way beyond the administrative sort of mechanical part. This is part of the socialization process, isn't it? Absolutely, and 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 that that's what's so important. And you know, even even for you know, it's easy to think about this for more senior employees. I mean, certainly for somebody who's joining the management team, there there there's a lot more that that a company ought to be doing, but. But, but even for somebody that are in, you know, maybe entry-level types of positions, you still want to make them feel, you know, feel good about coming to work because they, people spend, you know, an awful lot of time in the workplace. So if they can just feel comfortable about, you know, having somebody that they can relate to on day one and, you know, somebody to ask some routine questions of, it's really, really important. And the other thing that's important for the manager is to make sure that that they're available to the employee, particularly on that first day of employment. You know, don't it, it, it's the time that you don't want to overbook yourself for um, for a lot of meetings because you want to be available to the employee. And of course, sometimes things happen. You know, managers get get pulled into situations that they weren't expecting, and and if you've got a good team, they could kind of come in and, and, you know, and, and sort of fill that gap d- during that first day or those first few days. I remember one time, um, you know, we had somebody joining our team, and, and that's exactly what happened. My manager got called into uh, to a series of meetings, and I knew she wasn't going to be available at lunchtime. And, you know, I invited the new team member. You know, she, she, was, she was working with somebody else who was showing her some some things to do when I said, you know, okay, yeah, you know, come on, why don't we go to lunch? Because, you know, after lunch, we'll, we'll sit down and have, have new, new higher orientation, which, which I was responsible for at the time. But, you know, my manager was so grateful later on. She said, thank you so much for, for taking her for, to lunch. She said, I had every intention of doing so. And I said, I knew that, but, you know, sometimes stuff just happens. So, so it's important to have that backup plan too. And, and, you know, be talking to you know, some of the other folks on the team so that, they're all there and, and they're re- they're ready to pick up if if a manager does have to get you know get pulled away for you know unexpectedly. Yeah, definitely good suggestion. In your experience, where do companies often fall short in their welcoming process and the overall assimilation process? Because it's more than a first day and the first week. Yeah, I, I think what a lot of companies fail to recognize that exact thing. You know, we, we bring somebody on, gee, the first week went fine. Okay, get to work. You start to make friends. And, and nobody really does any kind of follow-up with with the employee. 
And, you know, one of the things that, that we like to recommend, in fact, we, we talk a lot about it in the Big Book of HR, is having some checkpoints along the way. You know, taking time, you know, maybe, maybe after the first month, asking the employee some questions, you know, whether it's a, a formal survey, and you can do a lot of these things on SurveyMonkey now, um, or, or just some kind of a form that they fill out. But, how, you know, how was your experience joining the company? You know, what was it like for you? Um, did, you know, did we, did we make you feel comfortable in the beginning? Did, did we overwhelm you with, with too much information? Um, you know, how did you feel when, when, we first, when you first got your, your um, offer letter? Did you really feel that, that you were welcomed into the organization? What are some of the things that, that we could do differently? So this, you know, while some of this stuff is fresh in the employee's mind, and they've had some time to think about it. You, know, you, you don't want to come, come to them at the end of the first week and say, well, how's it going? They're still trying to absorb a whole lot of stuff. You know, and, and then maybe at 60 days, that would be a good time to do another check-in. And you know, this can be something that you know, HR and or the manager can do with them just to, to get a feel for how are things going, how, you know, how are they going organizationally, you know, have, you know how, how is the team you know, do you do you feel like you're you're getting to getting comfortable with with the other folks in the department and the other folks that are on the team? You know, are you really beginning to feel a part of it? That starts to give the company a sense about their culture and how people feel about the culture, and you know, if if there are good processes in place to make people feel welcome. And then, you know, then perhaps at, at the end of 90 days, that's a good time for the manager to do some, some kind of informal feedback to, to the employee, uh, you know, where there can be a conversation that says, how, you know, how do you think you're doing? You know, what are, what are some of the challenges you're seeing so far? You know, th- these are some of the things that we're seeing. You know, th- th- this is where we're f- we feel really comfortable that, that you're fitting in. We sense you may be having some some issues, you know, in, in another area. So let's talk about that. So it's it, it's kind of like that informal performance appraisal or really performance feedback, where where there's some good give and take between the employee and the manager about about the employee's role at at, at that point in time. Is that a good time to talk about things like career development or personal growth plan? It may be a little too soon, but it's certainly a, a, a good time to plant some of the seeds. You know, even if it's to say we're going to check back, say maybe in, in you know in another ninety days or at the end of six months, when you feel a little bit, you know, when you get to know the organization a little bit better, and we can we can have a little bit more extensive conversation about where you fit into to the overall you know mission of, of and and strategy of the organization. And, and to begin to give them some, some sense of, yes, I've got a future here. You know, I, uh, I may not be ready for, for that next increase or, or, or that next promotion, but I, I, can, I can at least, I at least feel comfortable that the company is taking enough of an interest in me that they're willing to, to start some of these conversations. Very nice. So you talk about the first week, the first 30, 60, 90 days. Is that when the manager is home free? Oh, I don't think so. I think, you know, the, the whole welcome, I mean, you may be through the, quote, welcoming process, but even at the end of three months, you know, the employee is starting to feel comfortable now. You know, they, they, 
A, they're in a routine, they're, they've gotten to know some of their coworkers, but there's still a lot to know about the organization. You, you can't absorb it all, and it, you know, particularly if somebody comes into a larger organization. But you know, I think even, even in a smaller organization, people are still getting to, you know, to know who some of the key players are. You, you want people to feel, to feel comfortable that they know who, who the members of the management team are. And, you know, e- even in a smaller organization, I used to joke when, when I worked for this Fortune 500 company, you know, I kept saying, all right, the first month was learning things like where do I go get my pencil sharpened and where do I do this? And, and you know, I, I had joined the company as a recruiter, so I was starting to learn who some of the management staff was. And then I realized, well, that's just this little tiny piece of the business. I'm just learning everybody who's in this building, and there's yet this other whole part of the company out there. We're just one piece of, of a bigger pie. And so now it's time to start learning a little bit more about the rest of the corporation and what the rest of the organization does. So, you know, I, I think the larger the company, the bigger the job that, that the manager has. But, but even in a smaller organization, you want to make sure that people feel that they're well enough integrated in, into the company that they're comfortable and they can talk about the organization and they know who the key players are and that you know they're they're not at a loss you know that that they it's just not this is my department and that's all i need to know because they really need to know what their role is and how that fits in with the rest of the organization well let's talk about smaller businesses mm-hmm. um, let's say companies that are a little bit past the startup phase they're getting mm-hmm. some traction they're growing and because they're growing so fast, and they still have some limited resources, all right? They're not the the big Fortune 500 mm-hmm. or 100 company. So resources are limited. They don't have a dedicated uh, in-house human resource professional, certainly not a department, not even a person who spends 100% of their time on it. Yeah. What advice do you have for them when they're like, I, I just don't have time. I need somebody that can hit the ground running. Yeah, I think we can do... Well, I mean, to get past a lot of the tactical issues, I think there's an awful lot that companies can do with technology that, you know, again, that points people to this is where you can find more information about your benefits. This is where, you know, you can go talk to Joe down the hall who, yeah, he takes care of security and purchasing, but he's your go-to person if you need, you know, if you need something along that line. If the company is certainly small enough, the management team should be more visible. And that's where you can do more things like hands-on meetings with your employees or have a, you know, small events. You know, the, the pizza Friday, the, the, the Wednesday bagel breakfast where, where people just have a little bit more of an opportunity to, you know, e- even for a brief period, even, even if it's for, you know, 20 minutes, to, to interact with with the senior management team, and, and you know, and it's not going to be that large, but but there are so many things that organizations can do just to make people feel a part of it, and and, and not just the new employee, but all of the employees. You know that some, sometimes those little things go a very long way. Things like giving somebody a a note or a letter, you know, here's a welcoming card, what, you know, welcome to the organization. That really doesn't take a lot of time. And, and a lot of these things should, should really be things that the manager should be thinking about. HR should not be the overall welcoming committee, what, you know, whether the organization is small or large. 
when you're bringing somebody new into an organization, making sure that there's a comfortable workplace for them and, and that, you know, you just don't point them to an empty desk or a cubicle. You know, m- make sure they've got everything they they need to get their job done and, you know, maybe decorate it a little bit. You know, again, again cards, balloons, l- little things like that can go a really long way to making somebody feel like, hey, this is a place where I want to be every day. This is a place I want to keep coming back to. Interesting. I-, I like the little balloon touch, you know. I mean, basically it's saying, hey, we're happy you're here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything lavish or expensive. And sometimes it's just some of those silly things that bring some levity in the workplace that let people know it's okay. I don't have to be buttoned up all the time. We're allowed to have fun and laugh in this place and be lighthearted. It's the thoughtfulness. It's about Absolutely. Yeah. I'm wondering, too, we have such a unique situation now in our workplace that four or five generations are in the workplace at the same time. And all of them could be still changing jobs and be that new employee. Do you notice any generational differences in terms of making the welcoming process, onboarding process more successful? You know, I think regardless of what age cohort you're in, everybody wants to feel welcome. They want to be part of something bigger than them. If you've got a warm and welcoming culture, people may perceive things differently. You know, somebody younger may want something a little bit more lighthearted. Somebody who's of a different generation may be used to things that are a little bit more structured and staid. But you can still do just some simple things that make people feel good. Have a coffee mug or a mug on their desk that, you know, if you've got some kinds of promotional products for the organization, that just makes somebody feel like, hey, I'm a part of it. Some of those other kinds of little items, a pen that has the the organization's name on it, it's something that they can feel that they're proud of. Good suggestions. So it doesn't matter whether you're a huge company or more modest there's opportunities to just take a little time, be thoughtful, be welcoming. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't do those things, you're really sending a message about the culture of your organization. Oh, you absolutely are. You know, it, it's it, it, all of this ties into employee engagement, and, and there's, you know, so many studies that show the more engaged that people feel, the less likely that, that they are to leave an organization. You know, you, you spend a lot of time and energy bringing somebody in, into an organization, and you want them to be successful because there's a cost to turnover. Obviously, that cost increases as the position that the person is in grows in responsibility, but there's still a turnover cost at all levels of the organization. So if you can bring somebody in, make them feel like they really are part of something important and that that they're making an important contribution to the organization, you stand a much better chance of keeping them. So many studies show that people don't change jobs just because they they want more money. They're going to leave an organization because their manager isn't treating them well, because the organizational culture just does not fit with their own values. If you can show someone that they really are an integral part and that the contribution that they make to the organization is really important, that's going to go such a long way, not just to make them feel welcomed initially, but to retain them in the long term. 
So this is really a golden opportunity, this window of time as people are coming on board, as they're getting oriented to the organization, and you can blow it very easily if you're not careful. You absolutely can. That's absolutely correct. That's pretty major. Now, yeah. I know you've written this book, the Big Book of HR. Does that have information in it about this employee onboarding process? Yes, it does. There's a whole chapter that's devoted to new employee assimilation. I think it would be very helpful to a reader because we give a lot of tips like here's a sample welcoming email or a welcome announcement about somebody who's joining the organization. Here are some things that you can do to make the employee feel good. Here's an assimilation checklist, some of the things that you need to make sure are done. Here are some things that you should avoid doing. Welcome letters to a new hire. It goes beyond just, yes, we have to send you a formal letter, a formal offer of employment, but just to follow that up with, hey, welcome. We've kind of gotten all of the terms and conditions out of the way. We've gotten some of the quasi-legal issues out of the way, but what we really want to tell you is we're glad you're going to be coming aboard and we want you to be a part of our team. So I think there's a lot of good tips that a reader can get on how to approach the onboarding process in a very, very positive way. Well, having some templates and suggested language for sample email, it's always good than, <laughs> rather than staring yes. at a blank screen or a yes. blank piece of paper. <laughs> it's like, okay, what do I want to say? How do I say yes. this in a way that's really going to be appropriate? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned things that managers should avoid. Can you give us a few of those? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to overwhelm somebody in the first couple of days. You have to realize it's going to take them some time to absorb everything, you know, and and not just all the information about the company and their benefits and all of that stuff that we've talked about, but just how the department works. Give it to them in small pieces. Don't expect that they're going to remember and retain everything you've told them initially. Don't take everything so seriously. Let them know, hey, it's okay. To, you know, sometimes you know, you're going to make some mistakes because you're just not going to be sure about the way we do things around here. You may have done it slightly different someplace else. So, again, it, it's okay to be a little lighthearted. It's okay that if you do kind of go off in the wrong direction, we're going to tell you about it, but, you know, nobody's going to really call you out on, on something like that. Don't try to expect that within the first week they're going to be jumping in and being absolutely productive because they still are learning their way. Even if they're the best in their field and the best at what they do, they still have to get comfortable in in their new environment. So it's important that you help to ease them in and just not have very high expectations in week one or week two. Once they get accustomed to, to the company, they're going to take off, but, but that, you know, those first couple of weeks is always a learning process for both parties. You know, you're getting to know the individual as well. So as the manager, don't expect that human resources or security or, or, or all, all of the other administrative functions are going to cover everything and you don't play a role in any of this because the role that you play as a manager is so critical it's probably more important than you realize. And it's certainly more important than a lot of the things that they're going to hear from from other parts of the organization. So it's important that the supervisor take some ownership, trust the recruiting process that you have selected the best person for the position, Mm -hmm. and then give them a chance to get their feet on the ground. 
absolutely, absolutely. Well, Cornelia, it comes through so loud and clear about how you care about people and that human resource management is a calling for you. Who or what influenced you in your career journey about people management? Do you have an influencer you can share with us? Probably have a couple. Well, we only probably have time for one. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah. I mean, one of the people that, that really comes to mind is somebody that I worked for early in my career. He was somebody that wasn't perceived as being very warm and welcoming, but he had the best insights to people. And he had always told me that in human resources, you can't lose sight of the fact that we're advocates for the employees. And and that means we're advocates for all the employees, including the managers. And our job is to make sure that we're getting the right people into the organization and that they are being treated with fairness and respect. And sometimes the managers need to make some hard decisions about employees, and sometimes they aren't perceived to be very favorable decisions. But some of those hard decisions are really very respectful. You know, when you've got to have a a hard conversation with an employee and tell them they're not doing a good job, these are some of the things that have to change. Because the worst thing you can do is bring somebody along or, or just kind of string them along where they think they're doing a great job and then all of a sudden, boom, guess what? It's not working out and it's time to part company. So he really gave me that good sense of having a balance and that sometimes the difficult conversations that you have with an employee are really in the employee's best interest. Well, as we're just about to wrap up here, is there one thing you'd like listeners to take away from this conversation about employee orientation process? If there was just one thing, what would it be? I think it would just be like bringing a, a new member into your family. You know, if, if your, I guess, analogy would be to a, a situation where, where there's a marriage or a new, a new partnership forming in your family. You want somebody to feel welcome and, and that they're really a part of it. And if you approach the, the beginning of the employment relationship that way, I think you'll be very, very successful in, in retaining your employees for, for a significant period of time. Wonderful, because this really is the foundation for that employee engagement and letting them take root. Absolutely. Cornelia, this has really been wonderful. I appreciate your tips. I think they're very helpful and and in ways that that maybe some of our listeners hadn't thought about previously that, well, you know, I don't have to do anything huge. It's these little things. It's about being thoughtful and letting people know that, yes, they matter. You care. You're happy that they're here. You want to help them be successful. So, Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome, Hannah. Thank you for joining me today. You can get more information about today's guest and the show notes on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more business information and inside scoop you need to succeed in your business. Till then, 